So this afternoon and every afternoon at this time, we'll be doing the practice of metta or loving-kindness. And this will be a guided meditation. How many of you are not familiar with loving-kindness meditation? Okay, a few of you. So let me um, explain a little bit, give you some uh, some understanding about the practice of metta, and then we'll do the practice. And as the days go by, there'll be more understanding about it that's offered to you from from us. Bit by bit every day, there'll be a little uh, information about it. So metta is a Pali word. It's a word from that ancient language that the Buddha's teachings were recorded in. And it means actually friend. Uh, It not only means friend, but it means gentle. And it gives us a sense of connection with ourselves and others, that kind of direct, deep, kind connection, which is signified by the word gentle. So having a, a gentle relationship with oneself and with another. So this is something that the Buddha spoke very highly of and taught many of his, uh, the people of his time how to practice. Because generally we have a relationship to ourselves and others that's a little bit of a struggle sometimes, some kind of uh, hardship or challenge that we have to open to ourselves, to our own hearts, to the way we feel about others. Uh, usually Uh, There is what we call the opposite of metta, which is aversion or um, even up to hatred and worse than that, sometimes rage. And so loving-kindness practice gives us a way to practice inclining our hearts towards gentleness. Gentleness coming from ourselves and gentleness connecting with others. So... uh, That's the first thing that it is the kind of opposite of loving-kindness, the opposite of aversion, opposite of hatred, opposite of all the things in between, like having judgments, having, you know, harsh opinions, criticisms about oneself, about others. So it's a way of really inclining the heart towards the opposite of that. So we develop a, a kind of habit pattern to do that with ourselves and others. One of the other ways that metta helps us is to overcome attachment. So sometimes it's called unconditional kindness or unconditional uh, love, unconditional ways of connecting. That means no matter what the conditions are, we can still connect with our hearts to ourselves or to the other other beings. So it really gives us a way to um, see things more clearly also, with a gentle heart, with a heart that's able to see beyond the predilections, the habit patterns of our mind. And if your default setting is usually like aversion, it helps the mind to overcome aversion. If your default setting is attachment, like attachment to your own views and opinions or attachment to having the other person be the way you want them to be um, or attachment to the other person per se, then it really helps you develop a a sense of unconditional kindness and unconditional open-heartedness to yourself and to that other person. So uh, those areas which we normally suffer greatly in it helps us to overcome that kind of suffering. It's a really important practice in terms of connecting with ourselves in the awareness practice because oftentimes something comes up in our awareness practice that we don't like about ourselves. You know, the way we re, uh, respond to things or react to things and it helps to kind of have a more gentle response to what's going on within us. So this practice is overcoming those places of suffering that we have in ourselves. 
by learning how to be more gentle. So the way we do this practice is we use certain phrases that incline the mind towards loving-kindness. For example, a phrase might be for oneself, uh, may I be safe and protected, or may I feel safe and protected, or towards others, come on in, yeah. Or towards others, it may be, may you feel safe and protected. Um, Another phrase may be, um, may I open my heart with loving-kindness, Now these phrases, uh, to oneself or to another, they're not like you're automatically going to be there, or it's not like this kind of thing if you repeat it over and over again. um, It just covers up what you feel, and you're going to be that way, you know, whatever you stated. What happens is that the mind knows that that's an intention. It's like, may the mind incline, may the mind and heart incline there. It works as an intention, not as a kind of phrase that you're just going to cover up how you actually feel. So in time, you know you're making that intention, you're planting seeds. Each intention is like seeds are being planted in your mind stream. Habit patterns that might usually say the other thing, you know, the opposite of that to yourself or to another. You learn to like incline the mind differently. And, for example, uh, when I've had harsh feelings about myself or about another, when I make the intention, may my heart open with loving kindness towards myself or towards another, I don't see that, I don't expect that it's going to happen right away. I just understand that in time, these seeds are being planted in the mind-heart stream And when the time is right, when the conditions are right, they will bear fruit. So they may not bear fruit in the sitting, but they may at another time, at a completely unexpected time. So take each uh, phrase as an intention rather than just something that, you know, you're repeating over and over again that maybe doesn't mean very much to you. So we can use certain phrases or you can use your own phrase. And I'll, I'll help you to develop other phrases if you like. So we use first, we start uh, with the progression of beings that we offer the metta to. Traditionally we begin with oneself, but if you can't begin there, we begin with a, another person, somebody you can easily open your heart to. So I'll give you a choice. And if you can't begin with yourself, it's all right. In time, you'll be able to get there. Maybe sometime, even in the sitting, you'll be able to say, okay, I can offer this to myself. So it begins with oneself, and then the second person in the progression is traditionally a benefactor. The next person is a dear friend or a loved one. The next person is a neutral person. The next person is a difficult person. So there are five individuals that we uh, pervade this loving kindness to. And um, sometimes, um, you know, you'll pick a person, you can't feel that you go there, you can go there. So go back to oneself or go back to one who's easy for you. So this is a a step-by-step experience and uh, you know just do the best you can in in this sitting I'm gonna I've given you some sort of the general guidelines now but we're gonna just keep it really easy in this sitting I'm gonna give you just a few phrases and we're gonna start with oneself or somebody that's easy for you benefactor a dear friend so we'll go on to do the practice and uh, Just bit by bit, you can listen and see if you can integrate some of the instructions and um, follow them along, and we'll see where we go with it. So keep keep yourselves um, in a place where you can just listen and do the best you can to follow the instructions, making up your own words if you need to. So let's begin now. So find that position that you usually have that helps you, It's really important to be comfortable 
as it is in our vipassana practice. So get comfortable. It's also important to be as still as you can be. This is mainly a concentration practice, so stillness really helps in concentration. So when you have to move, just move slowly and mindfully. So first we come to a place in ourselves where we can just relax and ground the attention in the body. Usually it helps to bring your attention to the heart center, to that sense of where you sense the heart center in your body. Around your physical heart, for example. Sometimes it helps to put a hand there or two to remind you, okay? Kind of even press that place. Kind of have a physical feeling around there. This is where I'm putting my attention right now. So metta is practiced on the relative level of existence, the relational level of existence. So in metta practice, there is this person called Kamala. She's sitting right here. And I am Kamala right now. And you are who you are bringing your attention to that physical place in your body, feeling your heart center, the outside, feeling whatever it feels like on the inside, if it's possible, and breathing in and out from there. Experiencing that breath, gently coming and going. And then making the intention, the general intention now, to incline the heart and mind towards gentleness with oneself, with others. So however you're doing in relationship to yourself or to another, Just being gentle with that. Doing the best we can and let that be enough. So beginning traditionally with oneself if you can. You can try it at first if you haven't tried it before. But if you know you can't go there, then choose someone that is easy to open your heart to and let that be okay. So have a sense of this person that you're choosing, oneself or another. Somebody easy, not to choose someone you're having difficulty with right away. Usually we want to go there right away. Somebody you consider a friend or a benefactor, an animal friend, a child. Sometimes those are really comforting to open to. So have a sense of that being. If you're a visual type, having a visual sense of this person, oneself or another, or a felt sense of the person, just knowing you sense that person somehow. And sense that person in a place where you feel very safe in your ability to offer your loving kindness to that person. Might be yourself just being here or being somewhere else you can imagine. It's okay to actually reflect on that. Maybe with someone in your kitchen or at your home.
And after you gain a sense of connection with this person, you can more deeply connect by remembering something about this individual, this being that you appreciate, something that opens your heart, that you're grateful for, a quality you admire, appreciate. And you can acknowledge to that person or oneself what that is. I appreciate you for your kindness. Whatever it is, take some time to do that. You can also remember a connection you had with this person that was precious. So whatever you're sensing right now about yourself in your heart center, if it feels gentle, open, just be connected with that. A sense of metta, loving kindness somehow, happening perhaps already. And now nurturing that connection with oneself or another by using a phrase that inclines the heart and mind more deeply towards loving kindness. So I'll give you a few examples. May I or you be safe and protected from all harm. And you can just use simple words like safe, protected, meaning that that's the whole sentence or phrase. May I or you be safe and protected from all harm. Repeating that quietly, silently, a few times, and then resting back in your heart center, just knowing that that intention was nurtured. You don't have to keep saying it, just rest in your heart center after a few iterations of that phrase. safe, protected. Then breathing in and out when the words don't come anymore. Stay connected with your heart center. Breathing in and out from there. And then making another offering of loving kindness to oneself or another. May you be peaceful and happy. Peaceful and happy.
surrounding yourself and or that person with that vibration of loving kindness inwardly and all around you peaceful and happy And when the words don't come, just connect with your heart center again, allowing the breath to offer out that intention, representing that intention. Sending that intention inward and outward. May this body be healthy and strong. May your body be healthy and strong. A simple offering of goodwill. Healthy and strong. May my heart be at ease through the ups and downs of my life. May your heart be at ease. And now continuing on with your own practice. If you have had a practice, use your own words. And if you're new to practice, you can choose from these phrases. Take one or two of the phrases and you can use them in your own practice. Just put one or two to memory. May I be safe and protected from all harm. May you be peaceful and happy. May this body be healthy and strong. And this heart-mind be at ease no matter what's happening. 
So use one or two phrases if you're new to the practice. Peaceful and happy is a good one. Remember that each phrase is an intention, an offering of goodwill. Continue on for a few minutes on your own towards oneself or another being. When the words don't come anymore, remember to rest at your heart center, letting your breath continue to offer those intentions. So now coming to a close with that individual that you chose and let's move on to another individual now. Choosing a benefactor, classically the second person in the progression of beings. This is someone you can most easily open your heart to. Could be a younger person or an elder, or a friend even, but someone you admire. It's easy for you to connect, and you can offer your loving kindness unconditionally. Could be an animal friend. So have a sense of who you're choosing, a benefactor, someone who has benefited you. Maybe just by their presence. Remember something about them, reflect about them, something you admire, appreciate, something that opens your heart.
And then when you're ready, begin to make your offerings of goodwill, of loving kindness to this person. Remember that an offering has no expectation for return. It's an unconditional offering of goodwill. May you be safe and protected from all harm wherever you are. peaceful and happy. healthy and strong. What is your most noble wish for this person? Offer that out. Now continuing to maintain the sense of this person in the field of metta you've created. And next to this person, put the other person that you may have offered to, or just yourself if you began that way. And now offering metta to oneself and to the others or the other so that everyone's included so far. May we be safe and protected on our journeys, inner journeys and outer journeys in life. May we be safe and protected. Peaceful and happy. May our bodies be healthy and strong able to carry us on our paths, helping others along the way.
healthy and strong. May our hearts be at ease and clear through the ups and downs of our lives. Easeful clarity, responsiveness, Now coming back to your heart center, grounding your attention in sensing your breath, coming in and out from that place of the heart, rising and falling from that area. And then offering out as much as you can to all the beings around you safe and protected and opening as wide as you can making that circle bigger to include everyone here if you can stay safe if you need to stay with yourself that's all right. peaceful and happy, pervading that intention out, that unconditional intention. May all beings be peaceful and happy here. And then reaching out to our loved ones, our family, our tribe, wherever they are. May you all be safe from inner and outer harm. So resting there if you need to or opening to all beings, seeing what's right for you. May all beings everywhere in all directions and without exception. Letting that metta move outwards and onwards beyond all conditions and boundaries or however far it can go. May all beings be happy. May all beings be peaceful. May all beings be liberated. So tomorrow we'll add on to that. And uh, so today we've got a little beginning taste of that. There are two um, aims for this practice, really. One of them, as you may have uh, noticed already, it develops a sense of concentration and calm inside ourselves. Sometimes it doesn't. It may even bring the opposite up. 
Um, so it's developing some concentration so that we can do our vipassana practice more easily, uh, in more, with more ease. And then it also develops that gentleness that we need to really face the things we need to face, the realities of life uh, that happen within us and all around us. We need a lot of gentleness to do that. Um, and it's to be able to actually open to that and then to be able to respond with wisdom when we have that kind of calm, clear gentleness. We have a more of a sense of knowing what to do, whether to respond or not. And if we do respond, uh, then it's with a lot of wisdom, a lot more wisdom and compassion. So how is that for you? You might have some questions or you might want to answer a question I have for you. What, what made it easy for you? Uh, where was the place that it was easy for you to do this? A phrase that you used, a certain person that you opened your heart to or yourself, or maybe what was the hardest? Anything? You're still kind of quiet, yeah? Just in general, I found it really helpful to think of this as an intention. Think of it as an intention. That was helpful. To make something happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rather than to make something happen. Right. That's a good point. And I want to fill that in a little more. Because in the practice, we often think, you know, oh, this will happen. We're, we're saying this so that it will happen. Remember that there's no attachment to result. Each one of these phrases represents goodwill. That's all. It's a, it's a way of connecting with friendliness. So you say, may, may you be happy and peaceful. But we also know that, you know, it's, it's just sending our, connecting with our goodwill. If it doesn't come true, you know, that's out of our control. Um, what, they, what the person or what we get from our hearts is that we're inculcating that goodwill. And that person may feel that goodwill. Yes. Is it bad taste to imagine the face of a person or a dog um, in front of you and then be sending them um, kindness? So it's okay to imagine the person of uh, uh, the the face of a person or an animal friend in front of you, and then to send loving kindness. You can even you know sometimes people imagine. Um, those yourself and that other being at another place too that that feels really um, helpful and and maybe it's a place where you've been before with that person or being good yes I've always had trouble sending myself mm-hmm. and um, imagining myself in a place actually made it Oh, good. So having trouble offering oneself metta, but imagining oneself in a place made it, e- it easier. In a, in a safe place, right. Good. Yeah. Yes? Yeah, I had a nice little moment um, when you said bring, bring me and the person, the second person out All right. together. And then... You know, that, that sense of what we've shared or what's between us yeah. became very palpable. And, and then I realized, ah, in those moments, it's the preciousness of life that we felt. And, and oh. everybody, everybody deserves to feel the preciousness. Oh, that's beautiful, too. Yeah. So in connection with another person at the end, when... I went to may we like the the precious moment was um the feeling of connection between the two and that um the preciousness of life and everybody deserves to feel that yeah yes Yeah. So, um, it made me really connect more 
um, in a more intimate way with the benefactor, the person, mm -hmm. say, like, I appreciate your friendship or yeah. your presence, and then, then to offer. Mm -hmm. So um, she found it helpful to do the beginning reflection on appreciating the person that she was uh, offering to. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you can just stay with that, actually. Sometimes that's where we actually feel the metta, right there. And so that's why I said, if you know, connect with your feeling there. And then from that feeling, you can do more. Just stay there as if you're talking right to that person. Yeah. Yes. It was sort of interesting because uh, when you said, sort of like, for me, how do I appreciate myself? Oh. Or, you know, because I was using myself. Okay. So that appreciation, I actually took words that people had spoken to me within the last couple of weeks mm -hmm. and just owning it. But then it allowed me to really make the phrases of loving kindness really feel more. Mm -hmm. I can't explain if that. I sense. Of, like opening my heart space to the words of others mm -hmm. and accepting theirs. Yeah. And that's always been hard for me. That's always been hard for for you and a lot of us too, <laughs> yeah. So uh, what uh, happened was uh, in offering words of appreciation, reflecting on what he appreciated about himself, he remembered how others were in the last couple of weeks or so had offered him appreciation, how they appreciated him. So he was using those kinds of um, reflections for himself. And uh, it was interesting, you said, <laughs> yeah, how you could sense that for yourself, and that, which is not easy sometimes. So we're so used to, you know, sending the love out or friendship, connecting with others. We're not so used to connecting with ourselves. So speaking for myself, um, you know, I'm a mother. And uh, although they're, my children are like my friends now, but um, yeah, it's always been very responsible life of giving. So an offering to oneself, that's a really important part of the practice when we can get there. Because then when we do the Vipassana practice, we're more able to meet with friendliness whatever comes up. You know the kind of harshness that comes up in ourselves. So anything else? How about the times when you could let go of the words and you could just be with the breath? You know, I start, I've started to say that in the last 10 years or so because a lot of people can't do the words. So I wanted you to be able to feel, what is it like without the words? You know, when you're just letting, you start with the intention and then you just let the breath um, represent that goodwill. Was that helpful to anyone? Yeah. So continue, you can continue to do that, just with the breath if you like. Yes. I could feel that when I did that, the heat in my heart center would rise. The heat in your heart center would rise, yeah. Some people really do feel the, the heart base more during that time. This is the... When... People talk about the mind in uh, Asia. It's here. And so mind and heart are the same thing. And there's one word that represents mind and heart, and it's citta. So it's not separate. So they say, oh, I think about this, or uh, my mind, you know. They point here. So you're really feeling your, the kind of waking up, or the... the um, the fire element there. Okay, that's how it goes today. And tomorrow we'll try again. Uh, there'll be different ones of us offering the practice. And so 
What's beautiful about that is because we each offer kind of a different slant on the practice depending on, you know, what worked for us. And so sometimes it's really good to get those different slants slants of the practice, uh, different ways that we could go in and connect with ourselves and others. So uh, be open to that, you know, when somebody else presents it differently. And probably a lot of you have done the practice over and over again here. A lot of you are familiar with it. So just being open to what could be new for you that you might be able to do that you haven't done before. Just be open to how we might present it in a different way than you've practiced it. Well, those were really good questions. It showed that you were really connecting. And um, it was really quiet. I felt a lot of metta. I was reflecting on, gee, this is really strong today, you know, in doing for myself and others. So I think we all help each other in, in just our sincerity in doing this together, even though it may not work so well in one sitting, just keep the faith and keep open and see what happens the next time. Try doing the metta in a walking practice too. You can coordinate the cadence of your of your phrases with the cadence of your walk and see how that is. Sometimes we're more kind of alive and awake in the walking. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.